Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Good Monday morning, podcast family. It is Brianna and Jerry here for another episode. Freaka Freaka Word. Welcome to Single to Sealed on Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> what was that like? That sounded really weird. It was like one of those like uh, car commercials. Come- A bad car commercial. Come on. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, since I'm in the gratitude mood, we're just going to start off this morning thanking the Lord for a beautiful Monday and another day of life. That's like manifesting itself too, because right now when we're recording this, is not Monday, it's Sunday. But Brianna already knows that because of her perspective, Monday will be that. Exactly. It's going to be a beautiful day today, and if you don't think that already, you're thinking that now, tell yourself right now, it's going to be a great day today and a fantastic week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, we're covering a fantastic topic today to start off this fantastic week. Jerry, what are we talking about today? Today, we are continuing with part two of the roadblocks that people are facing when it comes to trying to meet their dating goals. Also, the goals we set of trying to hit those three dates a month for people who are not yet in a more serious relationship. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be covering a lot more of those roadblocks that you guys sent in personally. These aren't ones that we made up. These are ones that you guys sent in to us and said that you were having trouble with and that were kind of causing issues for you to meet that goal. So we want to help you guys and we really truly want to give you guys the answers you need. So we're going to break those all down for you today. We're going to get through as much as we can today and get you guys those answers. If there's some things that we talk about that you'd like to hear more of in the future, also let us know on Instagram so that we can go ahead and try to entertain that. Because going over many questions at one time definitely limits ourselves to the content of how much we can talk about one question. So we try to get right to the niche of it and help you guys to the best of our abilities with what we got today. Okie dokie. So first topic today is having the right mindset when it comes to dating. We actually had a few people tell us when we posted this three-date rule that they felt like that putting a number on it and a goal and going on three dates a month would just be a waste of time or it gave them the wrong vibe that they wanted when it comes to dating and that they thought that they would just be going in a bunch of useless dates with a bunch of people they are not interested in. For some of you, I can totally validate those feelings. Those are valid feelings and it's okay to be a little bit freaked out and standoffish about the number that we're putting on dates. That's totally fine. This is something new for you guys, for a lot of you guys, to have a goal every month of how many dates you should be going on. But we want to remind you that there's no such thing as a bad date until after you've gone on the date. (laughs) So I I love one of our listeners sent in saying that um, they didn't want to go on a bunch of bad dates with people they're not interested in. And truly, you can't know if you're interested in someone until you've gone on the date with them. And that's what we're inviting you to do is to take that initiative and actually go on the date because you never know who you're really going to connect with and who you're going to like until you're taking the time to try to connect with them. Yeah, so it really comes down to an attitude of 
of dating. It's closing ourselves off to these experiences that we potentially could be having, but instead we're already writing something off as being bad. And again, like bad is all is all relative. So I, th- I think that there's a lot of si- most situations that we, we can't 100% call something bad, like Brianna said, until we go on this date with somebody. So we're not limiting ourselves. I think it's a time when you're feeling that way to do some introspection and see why am I thinking that this date is already going to be bad? Is it because I think the person is unattractive? Is it because the date idea is a bad idea? Or is the person rude? If it's not for one of those reasons, then how are you to know that it's going to be a bad date? And I feel like even more so, if you feel like the person is unattractive, like there's also levels to that. If you're sure that you're not going to be attracted to this person at all, I mean, that's different. But if you're just, you know, not falling head over heels in love with how hot they are, I feel like attraction grows as your level of knowledge about the person and the more you get to know them. So don't always be so quick to write someone off. I think a lot of times in this situation, this could apply to the person as well. That's or mostly to the person who's being asked out. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know right now that when a guy or a girl ask you out, it's because they think you're attractive. Mm-hmm. They are not going to do that unless they think you're attractive. And so I always tell Brianna, man, it's kind of unfair sometimes for guys. We have to go ask out these girls, build up the courage to ask out these girls um, that we really think is attractive, which already intimidates us. We already have to display our personality and all this stuff right up, and they just sit there and, and kind of look at you. <laughs> And then they get to go on this date already knowing that this guy is into them and thinks they're cute. A guy doesn't know that. And so it's more than just presenting yourself and trying to look attractive. It's you're trying to sell your personality as well. And I think it's important to realize here that we are talking to our listeners. Our listeners are special daters because we have girls asking guys out right now to help meet that three date a month goal. And you guys are awesome. And you guys are feeling the same way, kind of in that same boat. And it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be nervous about that. But like we talked about, you will never see any reward if there isn't a little bit of risk. And we understand that it's stretching you a little bit to get out of your comfort zone and ask people out on these dates. But you're going to meet a lot of cool people this way. I think it's really important that we look at this more of an opportunity to practice dating, practice socializing, and to figure out what you like and what you don't like in a partner. And you won't know this if you only go on dates when you're absolutely in love with this person already or you just really, really like this person. If that's the only time you go on dates, it's going to be few and far between because we don't, you know, have a huge crush on someone, a new person like every day or every week or even multiple people in one month. It's usually, at least for me, in my experience, it was like one person for like four months. And then when that faded, I move on to another person for like a year. So it just like... You, you have to get out there and date lots of people because you will never get that experience and you will never gain more confidence and learn how to flirt and do all that if you don't experience that with a bunch of different people. And then if you've been on the mission, you know that when you put a goal on something like that you want to baptize one person that month or something like that, you are going to work as hard as you can to meet that goal. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're only thinking about numbers, but it means that now you have this number in your mind and you're going to do everything you can to help make sure that you have a successful month. And it's the same thing with these dating numbers. 
you are going to work as hard as you can and meet those three dates that month. And because you're working that hard to meet three different people that month, then you're going to walk away from that month, hopefully with at least one new connection. We all know that there's going to be a lot of people you're going to meet that you're not going to be interested in. So the more people you meet, the larger your group of people that you're interested in will be. And that way you'll have more choices. And of course, there's nothing wrong with going on three dates with the same person. So Mm -hmm. Brianna just said three different people. But of course, that doesn't exclude people that um, you're seeing over and over again. I'm I'm assuming if you're doing that, then (laughs) you're hitting it off very well. And so you might as well be focusing on dating that person often. There could be people that are going on three dates in one week. There could be people going on three dates in a day. (laughs) I don't think that that's a big deal. It's all about where your mindset is. You're just meeting people. There's no one, no one's committed to anything right now. And especially if you're not involving a lot of physical contact, kissing somebody and then kissing the next guy or, or girl and then kissing the next guy or girl, that's not a very good thing for you to do probably. You know, but if, if you're just basically hanging out with three different people, getting to know them, you know, what... What a great way, <laughs> what a great way really quick to get to know different people. Maybe even quicker say, you know, I had a good time with guy number one, but I don't necessarily want to go out with guy number one again after my date with guy number two. I think part of the problem is we're looking at a date. If you go on a single date with someone, it means that like you're planning on marrying them. And I think we need to shift that mindset just a little bit. Of course, the end goal is marriage. But in order to get married, you have to first know what your options are. And if you don't know what your options are, then you have, have the risk of settling for just one or one of the three people that you dated in a year, you know, and the more options you have, just truly the more you can find someone that truly fits you. And that's why we push this so hard. And that's why we're encouraging you guys so much to date as many people as you can. So can we waste time going on dates? We say no. You don't waste time going on dates. Unless, like Brianna said, there is very extreme circumstances where they will never, ever, ever work out. Like if that's if that's the case and you know those things for certain, that's when I would say maybe it's not the best use of your time. And if that's the case for you and every single girl around you are like, nope, it'd be a waste of time, bad date, blah, blah, blah. That's time for you to have some introspection. Ask yourself, where are my standards? Are they too high? Do I have an impossible list of things that this person needs to live up to in order to be a potential partner for me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have standards, but sometimes we do make our standards way too high for another person to ever be able to meet. Okay, another one of the questions we had, we got from a lot of you guys actually, is being in a place that doesn't have a lot of other YSA or young adults that are Christian that have the same beliefs as you in your area. And we recognize this is something that a lot of people do struggle with, finding people who have similar beliefs and that are single. Uh, I think I'm going to start off with this one because I think I have more experience with this myself than Brianna. You know, my whole life I grew up in San Diego and I think that there's a, a decent amount of members in a lot of places that we've been, to be honest. Now, in San Diego, I would say there was a decent amount. You know, even since we've been in Indiana, there's been a lot more members of the church than I, I thought there would have been. And then you you start to think, wow, there's so many more people out there <laughs> in this large church than than we than we think that there are. Of course, this can apply to anybody. You don't have to be a member of our church. It's very common for us to want to find somebody else that shares our beliefs in religion. I think that that is a huge factor 
for looking for somebody that you want to meet? Like, is that something that's going to be a problem for you? Is it not? I honestly think that also depends on your religion, because certain religions might be more laid back or have compromising ideals despite going to different religious sects. So you have to determine, you know, can you meet your goals and your religious standards based on someone that you're dating? And so a lot of people who are asking this question are, it's just that you, you want to find somebody who is a member of your faith. And so that is obviously very limiting, very, very limiting to who you can marry. If, if that's going to be on your checklist. And I think it's important to acknowledge, like he's saying, that it is going to be difficult. If you're outside of Utah, which is Mormonville, at least for us, it's where everybody in the church lives, uh, it's important to acknowledge, yes, you are at a slight disadvantage or a large disadvantage. But it's your decision whether or not this is going to truly affect you in your dating life or not. If you're going to use that as an excuse to not be able to go on any dates or you are going to work extra hard to find dates and to find people in your area despite that. One of the things I want to bring up about that is I think that when we think of, especially people in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Utah is always the answer. <laughs> like, Utah, that's where you have to go. That's where everyone is. But that's not always true. Like, there's a pretty significant amount of members of the church in a lot of different places in Idaho, several places in Nevada, several places in Arizona. Like, there, there is a pretty decent amount, I think, that uh, you could you could find people. And that comes from my experience also of serving my mission in Boise. The amount of people that I saw in my day-to-day life, like, it didn't feel like it was overwhelmingly members of the church. But there was a solid amount and a solid presence. YSAs had a huge congregation with several wards. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize this, that there are other concentrations of people if 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 Utah bothers you. And some people honestly just don't want to be uprooted from where they are, depending on the stage of your life. I think if you're in college, it might be easier to pick yourself up and go to a place where you can concentrate yourself around more people of your faith. If you've already finished college and you have a job, you know, or you're you're don't want to leave your family, then yes, you're going to be more limited, of course, because you're going to have to pick up your job and probably live alone once you get there and maybe not have anyone around if, if, if moving is an option for you. And I think that's what ended up working out for me. And I don't know that I could say that there's a lot of other options as far as meeting people face-to-face. If you're looking to meet people face-to-face and ask people out face-to-face, and your best bet might honestly be just to move, just to move to a place where there's going to have that concentration of members. And another resort, of course, would be online dating. Yes, and online dating is a great tool. There is a lot of options out there, and of course, there's a lot of ways to network as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other Christian faiths. There's Facebook groups, there's um, Mutual, that Mutual app for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There is also um, different ways you can meet other people in your area. You can go to as many stake activities as they host. That's one thing that you need to be doing uh, to meet other people in your area. Another one is to go to any church-related trips or options that you have in your ward, your stake, or even in the church as a whole. But you're able to meet lots of people on these trips and kind of network. In today's world, social media is one of the greatest ways to get to know and meet people. So if you are you know, networking through social media and you see a really cute girl, a really cute guy who's a member of the church, 
and maybe he doesn't even live in the same state as you, what's wrong with following them or adding them as a friend and messaging them? You never know where that's going to lead. And honestly, I have had success with that before. I actually met a guy on Facebook. It was just one of those chance meetings where I saw his picture and I saw that he served in a nearby mission to me. And so I added him and we started chatting. We hit it off and we dated for a few weeks and it didn't end up working out, but he was a really cool guy and we had a lot of fun together. And yeah, it was just a good way to meet someone. And neither of us thought it was super weird. It was just... We're living in a very internet-friendly world today, so we might as well take advantage of it. If you decide to to take that plunge and say, okay, you know, I feel like I have done all that. I've used social media apps, and I've been to my YSA, and I just don't really feel like the pool of people that are there is someone that's for me, and you decide that you're going to move. You know, for me, I didn't necessarily want to leave San Diego. I really like San Diego. I went to San Diego State. Uh, for for a year, and I I even had a great YSA group out there. It wasn't very large, but they were fun, and went on some dates and um, had good experiences that helped me with who I am today. But I definitely got to a point where I said, you know, I I think I want I want bigger bigger options, and I didn't want to go to Utah. <laughs> but I had I had friends that I met in the mission that ended up uh, going to BYU. And so I said, okay, well, maybe I can transfer to BYU. And there's a bunch of friends that I'll have there already and people that I can that I can contact. And so that was good for me, looking at it in that way. Also thinking of it as maybe another mission. When you go on your mission for, for the church, it's you're going to go out to this place. Not every single person who gets their mission call is like, I'm so excited to go to that place right away. No, I don't believe that. And you go there and you learn to love and adapt to the environment to, to accomplish your mission. And I think that's the same way with me is, you know, when I decided to pick myself up and say, okay, I'm going to go to BYU. I'd never been to Utah before. I had all my reservations. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to like it uh, or, or the environment being so different, especially in Provo, um, than where I was from. I didn't know what to expect, but I told myself this is just another mission. This is just a moment in time where I'm going to one, get a good education, and if I can find a girl along the way while I'm here, then great. If I don't, I'll reevaluate when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important to take into account the Lord in these decisions, uh, to definitely counsel with Him and pray about it and fast about it and take time to really ponder what's the best next step for you and move for you because the Lord wants you to meet your eternal companion as well. He's just as invested in this as you are. And he will help guide you to the person that you're meant to be with and that will best compliment you. So pray about it. Seek him out for guidance and really listen to him and be open to the suggestions he's going to give you and the impressions he's going to give you. Not everyone can move, though. Not everyone can pick up and leave the place where they're living. So I think it's also a good thing to recognize that you're going to be staying in the space you're staying if you're you know, not going to move and do your very best to bloom where you're planted. So use all of the options that we listed before. Use social media, use dating apps, uh, network, go to all the activities, participate in your church uh, meetings, even though we're in COVID, even if it's via Zoom, participate in all of that. Do all of your home teaching and your ministering and just get to know everybody around you and really exhaust all your options to meet new people. And I think Brianna's right about that. I think just 
the more that we can so be social, the more we are open to having experiences that can turn into relationships. And again, I said this before, but I am not super social. <laughs> Maybe for the podcast, I can be social for uh, all you people who are listening. But I don't actually get to see your face. <laughs> I get to see Brianna's beautiful face. And I, I, I can do this. I still feel like I'm in, I, I'm in my element. And I definitely had plenty of times where I had to work hard to put myself out there to allow people to see me for who I am and to see other people for who they are. That leads perfectly into our next obstacle that we have in dating, which is not knowing how to put yourself out there and being scared of putting yourself out there and meeting new people. The number one thing I want to address is, yes, it's scary. Yes, your feelings are valid. Yes, there's fear surrounding meeting new people and putting yourself out there to meet new people and taking that risk. And it's okay to be scared. But despite your fear, you need to put that one foot in front of the other and do these things and get yourself out there. You need to confront that fear. And don't make assumptions that the people you're going on are just judging you the whole time or looking at all your imperfections and a lot of those things that we worry about all the time. (laughs) Because that person you're on the date with is just as nervous as you are and just as worried about what you think of them and about making a good impression on you. So you need to remind yourself that it's kind of like the whole theater thing where they tell you to imagine someone, you know, the audience not wearing any clothes and their their underwear or whatever. It's the same way. You just have to remind yourself this person is just as nervous as you are. So I do think that we need to be able to boost ourselves up. Like Brianna said, we need to be be our own cheerleaders. We need to to give ourselves pep talks. Like just having positive vibes in our mind, like in our hearts and just in, in everything we do. It reminds me of that scene from Cool Runnings. <laughs> Where he's has him looking in the mirror. He's like, you're a bad mamma jam or whatever he says. Not appropriate for me to say what he actually has him say. But he, his friend like totally hypes him up in the bathroom. That's what you need to do. Before your dates, you know, during the week, during normal days, when you're having times where you're doubting yourself and not feeling pretty enough or cute enough or successful enough, that's when you look in the mirror and you say, I am a catch. I am a babe. I am intelligent and kind and worthy of people's time and just tell yourself all the things that you need to hear think of yourself as talking to your best friend and what you would want your best friend to tell you to make you feel better and then tell yourself those things yeah we, we really do need to just take that take that first step and we had some friends recently that uh, got a virtual reality headset and we played this game where you have to walk on a plank and the plank is on the top of like a skyrise building in like New York <laughs> in like New York City or Chicago or something. And it's crazy because you walk into the elevator, you see yourself go up to like the 90th floor, like you see the doors open and there's this big plank and at the end there's like a piece of cake or something. You know? <laughs> You're supposed to go pick it up. And it's not that far. It's probably like 15 steps, 10 or 15 steps. And so here you are, you're like, okay, no big deal. I I walk right up to the edge of the elevator and I kid you not, like your mind freaks out and you freeze. You wouldn't think so, but I I could not move my feet. (laughs) It was crazy because I saw, I saw the plank. I know this is a cartoon. I know this is all fake, but still that fear of if I take this step and I misstep, like, am I actually going to fall? Was heart. It made my heart race. And Brianna was making fun of me the whole time. 
Like, that's ridiculous. Like, just walk. It's just a video game. So by the time I finally got the courage to take that step and nothing happened, took another step, nothing happened, then I just started walking like normal and it was fine. And that's very in similitude to this experience. Like, we have to be able to take that first step despite how scary it is, knowing that it really is safe. It really is okay. Like, I'm not going to fall to my doom because, I mean, our dating experience is not just a game like this, you know, but there are safety measures in place that let us know that if we follow the rules of the game, we're going to reach the goal. Mm-hmm. And also a reminder there that it's all about what we tell ourselves. I'm sure after you started walking and you realized you were okay, that and you kept walking, you're like, oh, I got this. I got this. It's, it's, it's not real. It's all in my head. And that's what you need to tell yourself when you're feeling down about yourself. Like, this is all in my head. Because we know, like we tell you guys almost every episode, that we are sons and daughters of the most high being. And we are people of infinite worth. And God loves us. And he knows all the amazing things about us. And he wants us to know those too. And there is someone out there who will appreciate all the incredible things about you too. And you have to be your own cheerleader, like Jerry said, and just hype yourself up. Now, another reminder is I had a few people message me saying that they were suffering from shyness, that they're just a shy person, they're an introvert, and so this kind of thing just doesn't really work well for them. I want to make a reminder here. Unless you suffer from severe anxiety, like crippling anxiety, or like some sort of anxiety disorder, or extreme or constant shyness, and it's an actual disorder that you struggle from, us as humans have a tendency to tell ourselves that we are just shy. And I remember all growing up, and now that I have my own kids, my mom always reminds me never to tell people my daughter acts like she's shy and, and tell them, oh, she's just shy so she can hear me. Because when your daughter or your child hears you tell people that they're shy, then they think, oh, oh, I'm just shy and I just don't like to talk to people. Which in reality, they're just nervous about meeting new people. It's a totally normal thing. It's not necessarily a personality trait they have. It's just in the moment, it's something new and they're scared. So unless you have that specific disorder that you're struggling with, that shyness is something that you're telling yourself you have. And by telling yourself that you're shy and quiet and you can't meet people, then you are predetermining your limitations. You're predetermining whether or not you'll have success, predetermining whether or not you can actually meet people and have fun. And you don't even try because you tell yourself that you can't. By telling yourself you're shy, you're saying that you can't possibly go and and have fun and meet new people and be outgoing. And you've already decided to tell yourself that you can't do it. Most people aren't outgoing naturally. They can be outgoing when they're with their friends. They can be sociable when they're with people they're comfortable with. But when they're around new people, most people, generally speaking, feel quiet, feel reserved, and feel nervous. But those people that are really outgoing, generally speaking, are the ones that decide to push themselves past those feelings and still go out and do it. And they're the ones who hype themselves up and don't keep themselves in this box by telling themselves they're shy or they're quiet and they can't do it. Which I think is exactly me. Like I said, I, I tend to be in that boat, but I don't tell myself that. And I can tell you that. That's kind of, that tends to be how my, how my personality is. But over time, I've definitely improved. And one of, one of the ways that I've improved in that is by not saying no 
to activities and invitations. And so Brianna, Brianna's so much more sociable and wanting to go out and do things. And so she'll be like, hey, babe, do you want to go do this? And instead of finding the immediate excuses that come into my head to say, no, I just want to stay home, <laughs> I, I just say yes first. And that really helps us to be able to go out and to have these experiences that pretty much every single time I'm done having, I'm like, I'm so happy we did this. Like, I may be pouty about it in, <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> but I'm so happy that I did it. So keep, yeah. that, keep that in mind. And when I first started dating Jerry, he was super reserved and quiet. And when I would finally drag him out to go hang out with my friends, <laughs> he would be so quiet. My friends would be like, why are you dating him? He doesn't even talk. And so I actually talked to him after a few times of hanging out with my friends. And I was like, babe, you have to talk more. You have to show them who you are. And even though it's kind of scary and maybe a little bit boring for you, like you have to engage. And after that, like he said, he got really good at it. And he started opening up to people when we would hang out with friends. And he started saying yes to hangouts. And that was the way he improved on being more sociable was being more social. (laughs) And so it's kind of, it's kind of, what is that word? Dichotomy, I guess you could say. Like, in order to get better at something, you have to do that something that you're afraid of. And so in order to be better at being social and become less shy, you have to push yourself to become less shy. You have to put yourself in those situations that make you feel shy. And it's going to take work and it's going to be scary. But like we've told you before, the Lord is on your side. Pray about it. Ask for him to help you overcome this and to meet new people and to not let this cause you to falter in and taking those steps forward across that across that plank, like Jerry said. So the next one is pretty short, but something we want to talk about real quick. And that's, I'm scared to go on dates because it leads to commitment. Or I'm scared to continue dating somebody because it can lead to commitment. And so just, the there's a pretty easy answer for that. And that's just changing your mindset to us dating doesn't mean that we're marrying somebody right away. Like Brianna said that, I think, a little bit earlier, that the, the people we're meeting is really just a giant a giant network and a fun experience. And if, if you need to tell yourself that by me going in the state, all I'm going to do is have a good time, that's perfectly fine. You don't owe anybody else anything besides that person that you're going on a date with. You should try your best to be who you are and have fun with them. And vice versa. Now, the other person could be like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy one day. (laughs) (laughs) I already know it. And they could be super eager. And you might even pick up on something like that if somebody is a little bit overbearing and super flirtatious. And that that could be scary to you. That's something that you can notice about that person. And that's a learning experience. And you might find you don't like people who are that that overbearing and flirtatious. Going on dates is going to help you learn the type of personality that you vibe with most, especially when it comes to relationships. Because I'd say even people that I would would communicate with normally as friends, I feel like is different than the personality that I loved and married, which is interesting. Yeah, and I think it's good to recognize that we're not always ready for commitment. I definitely wasn't ready for commitment with Jerry, and I was scared of becoming someone's girlfriend and becoming someone's wife, but I wanted to be married. So it was difficult for me to put myself out there and put myself in spaces where I knew could lead to me having to be committed to a person, but I did it anyways. And I did it because I knew deep down that it was something that I wanted to do. And despite my fear of commitment, I told myself that 
Jerry was worth getting to know, despite my fears, and that I really wanted to meet him and to know him. And that's something you need to tell yourself is there's a lot of really amazing people out there and you will never get to know them if you don't put yourself in the path to go on dates. And when you do have that time come when you want to commit to someone and you're ready to get married, if you've never gone on any dates and put yourself out there to get to know more people, then you have very slim pickings and you're not putting yourself in the right place to marry the person that you want to marry. And that doesn't mean that that you're not going to succumb to those fears that you have. Like, that doesn't mean that because you tell yourself right now that uh, I'm not scared, that's still not going to affect your relationship. <laughs> it definitely can and and does to plenty of people. And so Brianna and I, like Brianna said, you know, she had a lot of those fears when we were dating, but she just got out there and did it anyways. And after that month and a half, we were together and I asked her to be my girlfriend. She hesitated and was like, I, I don't know, like once... Once I commit, like, I become flighty and I'm scared and, like, I feel like our relationship's going to change. I literally told him that as soon as he asked me to be his girlfriend, I said, just so you know, we're probably going to end up breaking up because I'm scared of commitment. Yeah, and then a week later, we, we broke up. Yeah, because I was scared of committing and I really liked Jerry and I was scared because I knew where it was going. So those people who are afraid of commitment, I know exactly how you feel. A hundred percent. I was there. The other side is just so worth it, and it's so beautiful, and I know that you guys can do it. And if you're scared of commitment because you know you're not ready to commit yet, that you're still young, and you still just want to get to know people, that's totally fine too, but still go on dates. I think something of value in that breakup is I didn't argue with Brianna about it. Like, I just let Brianna share her feelings, and the only thing I asked her was, like, why? Like, why Why do you want to break up with me? Like, this is just going so well, don't you think? And she's like... It is. It really is. Like, well, what's wrong? She goes, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I can't do this, you know, and that was it. And it was devastating for me because I couldn't stay in relationships because I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I also can't stay in relationships (laughs) when I don't do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is just not good for Jerry. I was having a hard time with it, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell her otherwise. She's a grown woman and she was making her choice. And I think the way I I handled that situation really, really made a difference when she reflected on that and a couple weeks went by and she missed me and saw things that thought of me and she wished that I was back in her life. You know, that whole, you know, you miss it when it's gone. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're missing till it's gone type thing. And we ended up connecting back together and hanging out and then deciding to give another try and here we are. Don't be too scared to continue to go on dates. And that doesn't mean that you'll succumb to something. That also also doesn't mean you should use this as an excuse to say, well, Brianna did it, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> I can get in there and start breaking... I can start, you know, just breaking off my commitments with anybody all the time, you know. But you should try to fight fight those urges because she will admit that she succumbed to that fear. And we have to watch out for that so that we don't potentially ruin something that can work well because there's also a chance that we never got back together. And yeah. you know, who knows where we would have been. Yeah. And so I think the theme of our whole podcast today is back to fear again, but not just, not this time fear of rejection, just fear in general of commitment and fear of not being able to find the right people and also fear of wasting your time or someone else's time. And a lot of it just boils down to fear, which is interesting. And I just want to make a note that we know that fear doesn't come from God. We know it comes from 
the adversary, and we know that he's the one who doesn't want us to have a family. He doesn't want us to meet an eternal companion and build a beautiful life, not just for this one, but for the next one. And he wants us to be afraid of all the good things that could happen and all the good things that we could accomplish by working on meeting our dating goals and meeting new people. So don't let him get to you and work with the Lord and he will bless you to be able to overcome that fear. I totally agree with that. Thanks, Brianna. Yeah. So that's going to be the end of today's episode. Just in a, in a quick recap, we talked about being in the right mindset to go on dates. Try not to let the idea of a bad date come into your mind so that you don't limit yourself to your dating experiences. Also, the struggle of looking for someone to date when we live in an area where there's not a lot of people of our same faith. That's a big struggle. But we can overcome that by making sure we make as many connections as we can in our area, blooming where we're planted, even if you can't move somewhere to meet more people. And looking at all the options available to you, whether it's your stake or church activities, networking with friends, using LDS or the church's dating websites like Mutual, and going on church-related singles trips, and also using social media. (laughs) And just working hard on knowing that you can put yourself out there, that you can overcome your fear of meeting new people and being shy and uh, limiting yourself. And last one is knowing that not everything's going to lead directly to marriage right now. And just taking things day by day, date by date, and getting to know people without limiting yourself to that fear of commitment. If there's one thing that I would say about my dating experience being over, it's that I was drastically relieved. <laughs> not, not to like scare you guys, because just I, the, even though I'm giving you this advice... A lot of this advice comes from my experience and reflection and looking back because there was definitely a lot of advice I would give people. I feel like I wasn't even the best at, at, at doing myself. And if I was, I feel like I would have had you know, a lot better dating experience. When I think of dating and people listening to this podcast, I want you to think of dating as fun, enjoyable, and a good experience, not something that's stressful, anxiety-inducing, you know, something that scares is scary and and painful right it's it's all about our perspective of how we how we deal with dating and a lot of that for me ended up coming down more so to confidence trying to maintain that confidence myself and so i implore you to work hard to find the root of what might make dating difficult for you and of the roadblocks that we covered you know what what is it that you specifically can work on that will help you so that you can overcome those roadblocks and have dating be that wonderful experience that will lead to something even more wonderful in the covenant of marriage. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.